Hello and welcome to another episode of the Five at the Back Soccer Podcast. We are back after a uh, a short hiatus. Here to a little bit. Here to here to chat a little bit about the uh, the game we love, and uh, we have a in in the interest of things coming back after a, a an absence. Skiff's back. Welcome back, what? Skiff. What up? All it took. All it took was uh, seven nothing beat down of United to bring me back, baby. <sighs> that was Skiff, everybody. Thank you. This will be his only appearance. <laughs> only appearance of the season. To, this will be tonight. Going to go back into hiding until until Liverpool beat us again. So uh, we'll see you in a few years. Haven't you? Haven't you? Like lost twenty nine to one aggregate over our last four home games against you. And so I don't know if you're going to beat us. <laughs> I, nah, I saw like a stat. It. I saw a stat. I think it was um, Mo Salah has more yellow cards for taking his shirt off against United <laughs> at home than United have goals. Uh, which is actually one more goal than Tottenham have trophies in that same time period. So you know, and that's one more goal than Chelsea have in the last six months. Oh, and we're back. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna right. like stand back and be like, okay, I'll just yep. talk yep. to whoever survives. <laughs> <laughs> we're all here we've all we've got all these pent up uh you know comments to make and uh i'm sure a lot of them will come flying out as throughout the night and uh we're excited for it so uh let's kick off with some happy news kyle back-to-back victories what's look going on now look out now what what is three what goals score excuse me <laughs> what, what? <laughs> What, Three what goals, rec team did you guys play? What's going on here? 160 million pounds per goal. That's right. <laughs> this is quite the return on investment, let me tell you. Yeah, it's been um so the Leeds game was the first of the two wins here. And to be honest, just kind of uh a microcosm of Chelsea's season since the restart. Probably should have had more than one goal. Um Yao Felix hit the crossbar uh, on a laser shot. Um, the goal that was scored was a really nice goal by Wesley Fafana. I was really happy for him because <clears throat> he got his move. He was playing well, and then he got hurt in the Champions League. Um, and he came back, and he looked really, really good. And he looked good against Dortmund as well. Uh, him and Reese James on the right-hand side have been really nice. But, um, yeah, so we won 1-0 at the weekend in the league, and then we had Dortmund uh, – in Champions League, uh, round of 16, we were down 1-0 on aggregate before the night started, and we ended up winning 2-0. So we ended up being 2-1 on aggregate, which was um, – I didn't expect it only because I, I didn't see how we were scoring more than one goal because recent history suggests we don't know how to do that. Um, we If we score a goal at all, it's one and done. So to score two goals against a team that had won 10 straight – um, and is either top or joint top of the Bundesliga right now at Bayern, um, was a really nice win. And we were the better team. We played better than them. Uh, we, from the first minute, we were attacking them, which we had to do. And for the first 15 minutes, they didn't know how to cope uh, with what we were doing. They got a little bit of control after that. But then after we scored the first goal, um, things kind of tilted back towards us momentum-wise. And I got to see a penalty retake, which you don't get to see that often, which was interesting. So, that was been a, a very confusing up. sequence. 
Yeah, so Dortmund had about half a dozen team, half a dozen players in the box on that. Well, so did you. The, yes. So did you. Well, no, we had Ben Chilwell. That was it. And Kai Havertz. <laughs> um, but the dude that cleared it is the only reason that right. it was given a retake because he was one of the players that encroached. And I didn't realize that was the rule. Which Me I neither. I thought it was just I thought it was just straight up encroachment. But it makes sense because if they encroach but the ball hits the post and goes out of bounds, they really didn't impact the play at all. So <laughs> and then Havertz stepped up and buried it, which was nice to see because he I needed it. Say he, I wouldn't say he buried it. It was a, he did bury a, it. A, it was a limpic he finish. Did, it just... he, he did bury it. You know, you have to score goals in your round of sixteen to talk. So Scott, uh, we just it. beat you two now. Scott, zip just it. To be clear, zip it. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> That's great. Um, we're not talking about that. We're not looking back in the past. At least not that far back. Are, are so, we burying it? Oh no, no, we're looking back. <laughs> no, it's, it's we're, we're definitely looking back. <laughs> so, so I do, I do have a question though. I mean, do you feel like you can see more of? Potter's impact on the team? I mean, do you feel like that's now emerging and it's becoming more obvious? Um, I don't want to go that far because it's we've only won two games in a row and they still haven't been uh, blowouts or offensive masterclasses. But you can see, I think the win against Leeds was very important because the team finally saw us not only score a goal, keep a clean sheet, but you get a, get a win. And I mean, wins have been few and far between since the restart, and honestly, since Potter took over. Um, so this weekend, I think will be very telling because we're going to Leicester. Uh, Leicester are in bad form. Yeah. yeah, they're not great. Uh, as Charles pointed out over the weekend, it's mind-boggling that Brendan Rodgers still has a job. Um, so if we can go and take care of business this weekend, I'll feel more comfortable and think that the team is finally understanding what Potter wants them to do. And he finally has the players that can do what he wants them to do. So cautiously optimistic. Um, I feel you. What uh, Did you see the reports this week that Pulisic is – Headed out from Chelsea. Any any feelings I'll on that? Pack his bags. Going to United. <laughs> going to United, maybe. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> yeah. That's a good question. Scum, That's scum a good forth. question. <laughs> Dundee what are the odds. What 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 do you guys think you'll keep Joe Felix? Do you think you'll try? No. It depends if we can qualify for the Champions League either by winning it or somehow getting to fourth, which is a fever dream. I think they'll try to. He definitely enjoys playing at Chelsea more than he did at Atletico because he's not forced to be a defensive-minded yeah. attacking player. You know, he, he has to track back and help spring the ball once we get it off of the press, but he's not, you know, he's not shackled. But, As constrained, yeah. Yeah, Atletico signed him to an extension before he left for Chelsea. So if we want to, if we want to get him on a permanent, it's we're gonna have to pony up some dough. So thoughts you've got that. Him. Hmm. Thoughts you've got that. that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's got it in abundance, that's for sure. But um, we also got Christopher and Kunku coming in the summer. It's kind of the biggest open secret in world football right now, besides Conte leaving uh, Spurs. 
Uh, but so I don't know. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, any uh, any guesses as to who you guys are going to face next? I know the other the other oh, half of the group haven't decided, but knowing knowing our fucking luck, we're going to grab Real Madrid. Let's hope so. That's just that's just the that's just the way it rolls. Wow. We played them. Really? We played them the the year we won the Champions League final. We played them in the semifinal, and we played them last year in the quarters. So, mm-hmm. good chance. Um, third time running, UEFA. You could you could almost take it to the bank. Yeah. Well, Bayern are going to get Benfica. That's for sure. Definitely. But now, see, that's the one I want because of the storylines. Because I want to see um, Enzo go back to Benfica so bad. So. <laughs> not happening. No. We'll oh, get Madrid. Speaking of not happening, uh, let's shift over and talk about uh, Spurs time at the Champions League this week. <clears throat> uh, there's really not much to say. It was one of the dullest matches I've ever seen, and I've watched Nuno, Mourinho, and now Conte. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's that's impressive. I think we had maybe one combined XG over the um, 180 minutes. Yeah, uh, I think so what, in, the, in the first half, it said that both teams combined for uh, 0.2 XG. There was more tackles than uh, shots. Actually, we had more yellow cards than shots, I think, in the first half. Um, And then Christian Romero ended up getting a second yellow, which was was the stupidest challenge. I I think that's actually very telling. His his rashness lately shows that Conte is losing it because he he was doing a pretty good job at the beginning of the season of not doing those things. Mm -hmm. And um, Conte talked about how, you know, they were very – they communicated a lot about um, you know, being cool but having a fiery heart, like having being able to control yourself, and he's just not doing that anymore. I think that's indicative of what of Conte losing losing the uh, dressing room. Um, but it, it's, it, I I don't know what to say. I mean, it's it's turgid, it's inflexible, it's uh, flaccid, um, which is embarrassing because we have really three, four really good attacking players. Um, but this, like, we played three four three. No matter what, no matter who was available, no matter who we're playing, no matter what, he's playing the same system. Um, now we'll say Emerson Royale, who I have dumped on, on and just said <laughs> not been a fan, irresponsible things about, has been absolutely incredible in the since the World Cup. Like, legitimately a good fullback. But the, I will give Conte credit. He's he's. Um, inverted him so he comes infield kind of like Pep does with his fullbacks which leaves Kulisevsky room on the wing mm-hmm. and Emerson doesn't have to cross it's gorgeous like he can just defend stand there and pass it 10, 10 yards either way it's worked really well but everything else has gone to pure hell I mean everyone else everyone <laughs> is worse this season than they were last season all of them all of them um, even all right. Kane he's scored like 20 goals and he's still been dog ass so I I um, yeah, it's not good. It's poor. All right, let's do do a little bit of a in the moment forethought for looking. What what happens this summer? I mean, let's assume Conte's gone. Well, well let's ask gone. Scott what, first. What who do you guys get? With... Who are you guys getting in the quarterfinals? Bofa. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 
Conte's gone. Um, the only way he's he he might not make it the season, um, because the the club, yeah, I doubt he will. The club won't want to risk like if they think sacking him will give them a better chance to get into the top four, they will. I think they don't think that way right now because he's traditionally been a, a significantly better coach with a full week between games, and mm-hmm. that will only be the case. It'll be the case every week except one week we actually play United in a midweek. Um, but every other week will be a full seven days in between. It's like a, almost a full point per game better with him <laughs> without a midweek game. So, you know, you think making 15 million fucking pounds a year, you might be able to coach two games a week. I, I don't know. Um, but, uh, and that was one of the things that we do. <laughs> you guys all shaking your head. You're like, yeah, no. So we, we knew that. We knew <laughs> that coming in. He's always been that way. I mean, he, he talked, he was so funny after the game. He's talking about Milan's history and, and Spurs history and, and I'm, I was sitting there thinking, like, you fucking scumbag, you haven't ever made it out of the quarterfinals, ever. And you haven't made it past the group in 10 fucking years. We were in the final of this competition, you fucking loser, four years ago. So I don't want to hear about history. You fucking drop-down, knockout fucking loser. Like, that's <laughs> all he is now. That's all he is. He, he's as useful as his gallbladder. And his gallbladder's gone. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, I think that... It, if we're lucky, he'll make it through the season and we'll finish fourth. Um, if not, it'll probably be Ryan Mason again, um, like when we sacked Mourinho before that cup final with City. So Smart. By the way, if you want to hire Scott for uh, some motivational speaking opportunities, <laughs> um, feel free to DM us. We'll, we'll get you his contact info. Yeah. So who do you – I mean, if they do make a change part of the way through the year, would that be somebody that's available? No, would it, they... it would be an interim. It'll be Ryan Mason. Okay. I don't. I don't think because so this whole thing is complicated because of Fabio Paratici is um is I'm sure you guys are familiar with what's going on with Paratici. So he's tied up in this Prisma scandal um, in Italy. So Juventus during COVID were basically paying their players under the table. They weren't reporting it on their books so they could make their finances look better. Um, and he's so stupid. He kept a literal document that that documented the criminal conspiracy, which we know is a bad idea. And they found it. The, his little black book. The government authorities found it. So he's suspended for 30 months from Italian um, football activities. And the Italian Federation has appealed to FIFA to expand that to globally. So obviously our director of football can't have a th- – three and a half year or two and a half year ban and still be effective at his job. So the posturing from the club now is interesting. There's, you know how when, when the boat starts to sink, rats appear. So there's leaks Mm -hmm. everywhere. And so there's, there's leaks saying that Levy is going to trust Pratichi. Pratichi's already making this list of of candidates. We're not going to get caught with our pants down like we did Nuno when it took 10 weeks. Um, But there's just no way. Like, Pratichi didn't even appoint Conte. Levy did that. Pratichi didn't know that we were hiring Conte until Levy and Conte had already met. So, like, there's no way Levy's going to trust him. The last time Pratichi hired a coach, it was fucking Nuno. Like, there is no way. Um, And interestingly enough, the appeal that Pratichi had for his ban is going to be heard this month. So so these leaks from the club saying that Levy's going to let Pratichi do it is bullshit. His ban's going to be slapped down, and he's going to be suspended, and we're probably going to have to fire him. So it'll have to be Levy making the hire. Um, so with well, that said, I, these leaks and these lists coming out, I think, are kind of meaningless right now. 
Um, you see Luis Enrique. You see um, Frank um, Thomas Frank. Um, Frank Lampard. Frank Lampard. No, not Frank Lampard. <laughs> um, <laughs> Steven Gerrard. Yeah, I, I don't. Frank I don't Mullen. think Fonseca would only happen if Pratichi left because he had literally signed a contract and and we tore it up at the last minute and so hired Nuno, which is excellent. Um, and then obviously Pochettino, but that's Pochettino is is um, not. Don't forget the, about Ole. Pochettino is not the Pratichi choice, so I think once Pratichi goes, you'll see that start to heat up. But um, I, I don't really know. Well, I, I mean, know. but if it's if if there are some of those names that are available right now, they wouldn't have to have, like abandon their post to take over. Well, I just think there's there's more risk than reward right now with that. Yeah, okay. bring, only bring ones that are free right now anyway are Pochettino and Enrique, right? Yeah, which I would be yes. fine with either one of those. Um, I don't love Enrique. I mean, it's it's possession for possession's he's, sake. He's a better he's a better option for you guys than Pochettino is. I mean, as as much as we like to you know dream about what you know managers were when they were at our club, bringing them back never works, ever. And so that's why like bringing Pochettino back is it's just an awful band aid. Or if it um, works, it works in the extreme short term. Extreme. Because I will say Chelsea's second rendition of Mourinho did bring us a Premier League title, and then it brought us epic capitulation <laughs> season <laughs> after. So, like, but for that know. snapshot, it was amazing. Yeah, you know, the highs and the lows. So <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not as opposed to it as um as I could be, but only because um we've gone backwards stylistically. And like, it, I really don't care at this point if we win anything. I would just not like to want to dig my eyeballs out with a spoon for 90 minutes twice a week. It's just been absolutely impossible to watch for years. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Fucking do it. At least he's fun. He loves us. We love him. <laughs> I don't care if we fucking win. I just don't want to hate it. Like, I hate it. It sucks. It mm-hmm. sucks to watch. And it has sucked to watch for years. <laughs> since, since before he got sacked. Mm-hmm. It's true. That's true. All right, moving on. Uh, in addition to some Champions League action this week, we uh, today we had uh, another round of the Europa League. Uh, first le- uh, leg of the round of 16 games. And uh, league leaders are still playing in the uh, Europa League uh, and was... What's the name of that team? That low-level sporting CP, those Portuguese giants. Uh, so Arsenal traveled to Portugal and uh, and drew with Sporting. Yeah. Has, there, has there been a more disappointing league leader than Arsenal at this nope. point of the season? Nope, never. No, I can't recall one. Honestly, I mean, not in recent memory. No. Every single week. Arsenal looks like a team that's trying to fight its way into the top four, but they, they not like keep, not like a team that's leading the league. They keep doing it. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say I agree with you, Charles, but at the end of the day, they're still five points ahead of City. They're so I'm I'm not denying that they they, they are in the lead. Yeah, they there's, are. There's no tripping over themselves. themselves. But God, I mean, can we talk about how they've they've scored their winner against Bournemouth in the 98th minute of six added minutes. 
Yeah. Yeah, let's chat about that. I, Charles doesn't want to talk about me? that at all. I'd very he much like to chat about that. that. He hasn't mentioned that once. It's funny you bring and, that and, up. And <laughs> so so I, I just got a projector. So I had my projector going with that game on and then taught him on my TV. And there was a lot of injury time in the first half of our Wolves game. So mm-hmm. they were in the eighth minute of six. And we were in like the 93rd minute. So the timing was great. We had just pissed on our legs and given up a, a goal <laughs> to the Wolves. Meanwhile, oh. I look over and Reese Dipshit, whatever his name is for Arsenal, <laughs> scores that bullshit goal. And I'm like, this is, it's like 11 a.m. And this is already the worst day. I'm just like, <laughs> I will say oh, Reese Nelson scored a fucking banger. The game should have been over, but make mm-hmm. no mistake. It was, was a great goal. It was, goal. yeah. <laughs> I will, I will agree with that. Yep. But it was Should, painful to watch. Shouldn't have counted. Nope. <laughs> Although yeah, I will anyway. say, I will say, I found it hilarious that one time a team gets more allotted time than they should have. And Charles is over here like, I don't want to hear about Fergie time anymore. Like he didn't make a <laughs> career out of it. Well, the the number the number one club that brings up Fergie time is Arsenal fans. I know. And they that's the whole reason why. They're 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 yeah. they're well, outside of, outside of Dana, they're in Arsenal Arsenal fans are the worst fans. They're the oh, most pal, delusional. Your fans take the cake. I don't hey. know who you were talking about, my friend. Hey. Delusional fans. We're not all, all bad. Delusional. Not all. Not all. Well, we like we like Dana. Dana's a great skip absolutely fan. terrible. Other than Dana. Delusional. <laughs> That's fair. That um architectural Arteta account solid though. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I guess oh, like I know that one's run by a maniac, so yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, Arsenal draw at, at sporting. <laughs> This honestly, in in dead in all seriousness, that is a good result for them. They that means they come back home uh, to play Sporting, where they likely will dominate them and move on. Um, the only uh, there's only a couple. Can we other... say that though? Because they didn't yes. dominate Bournemouth. <laughs> Bournemouth let them back in the game. Bournemouth is a better team than Sporting. No, but no. we we just bought Sporting's best player. Um, so they are not as good as they were. Although they did beat us in the Champions League. Once, yeah, but twice. that's everyone's done that. That's not much of a feat. <laughs> now, to be fair, we scored eight goals in eight games, so we have been a dominant force in Europe. Have some respect. Uh, no, I'm good. Oh, <laughs> okay. Fair. What fun! What fun! All right, in other Premier League teams in European action, uh, Man United played Real Betis uh, at home. Uh, was the first game back after the uh, the unfortunate events of last Sunday, uh, and honestly, <laughs> Is that what was, we're calling it. That's oh, absolutely, what we're calling it. It was Charles. Um, no good, very bad Sunday. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. Um, honestly, it was. This was for me. I the my what I wanted to see was how how Ten Hag did in reaction. Uh, Ole was awful in reaction to a big loss, and he had a few of them. Uh, Van Hall was awful in reaction to a big loss. Mourinho Mourinho parked the bus after a big loss, so he wouldn't look bad. Um, But So this was kind of like, you know, I want to see what kind of a manager Ten Ten Hag is in in this situation. I mean, after we lost big to City early on in the season, that very next game came out and the team looked completely different. So I wanted to see, is this consistency or what are we looking at? And he he has 
that team. That team is his team, and and that is a, a an extraordinarily refreshing thing to to say and see. Um, we came out, we dominated from the get go. Betis uh, scored on one of two shots on goal, and their goal should have been disallowed. So overall, I'm happy. I I thought it was a pretty good showing for us overall. We put the game away at home. We have to travel to Spain to to play them again next week, but um, I'm not gen- genuinely not concerned. I'm hoping Bruno Fernandez gets a rest and maybe a couple other players get a rest and maybe we, maybe we get a draw. The way out he of was it. playing today, he almost got a rest whether he wanted one or not. Wasn't That's... he close to getting a red card? Nah, he should have been arrested <laughs> for the way he touched that official. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I thought, oh, I, I, thought that, was, I thought that... he was asking. For... I thought he was asking for a rest in the middle of the Liverpool game, trying to get no. subbed off. Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> no. Have you guys noticed they said they were going to enforce that rule where you can't crowd the referee? Um, I haven't really seen that. Yeah. Every time there's a little foul, whether it's away from the ball or in the mm-hmm. fifth minute or you know, just anything, the yeah. ref has just a cacophony of players around him. Yep. Yeah, and every it's, single it's team, ridiculous. Every single team does that. Except yeah, Tottenham. yeah no. Except Tottenham, we don't we don't do that. Arsenal does it like crazy. Arsenal does it's it. Emba- like crazy, it but... Jokes aside, Arsenal is embarrassing in the way they do they, it. They the, so the other thing that they also said they were going to start enforcing was was players asking for cards, like making the hand motion, like the, that somebody else deserves a card. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen them enforce that at all either. No. Season, so yeah, but. Anyway, as a as a small recap, I four one win at home. Uh, some some beautiful goals, honestly. Rashford's scored again, which is you didn't even bring up the biggest thing. What? Woot Wake I, I was about to Broke say that. Duck. I was literally about to say that. And you didn't give me a but chance. But you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> you let me step in there, and I yeah. assisted you. So You're four, welcome. That's the last time different... I respect you, Kyle. No, four different I, goal scorers. I, didn't even I, know thought that, I thought that was nice. That you had goal scorers like different guys that all stepped up, so that was nice. It was See nice. You guys. It was nice. Ah. I mean, we've got more goals out of Fred this season in a single season than ever before. Think about that. Like no, that. I don't that's, want to. That's, that's a, a ten thought. hog masterclass right there. That's a scary thought. I tell you. So okay. All right. Well, before we move on to our our Premier League predictions, no, uh, no, 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 no. We can't can not I, talk can about I, our last game. Can I make a statement without you guys interrupting me? I just said sure. before we move on. Oh Jesus! I'm gonna let Skiff have a minute <laughs> to talk about the whole reason why he's hold on. here. One minute. Should I? One on, minute. Let me, let me get the stopwatch. That's the Ready? pot calling the kettle black. Ready, Skiff? <laughs> Three, two. So I didn't actually watch the game. Mm. <laughs> sure. I didn't. My parents were in town, and mm. uh, it was my it, every weekend on one day I take my son, and we went uh, to the pool. I didn't watch the game. Wow. Did were not you watch updates? it. I saw the first goal, right? When because we took a, a break from the pool, and then I saw the other six goals when I was driving back from the the pool at my parents' house, and I didn't watch the game, but the highlights wow. were amazing. Wow! So I, wish I watched fewer Spurs we, games. We skull fucked you so bad, Charles. 
it was one of the most amazing things to ever witness in 70 or 80 years how badly we beat the shit out of you it made me so happy to just see manchester united fergie and anfield just crying like a little bitch <laughs> that's one, minute. A, one minute one minute that's some bleak <laughs> history if that was the greatest thing to happen in the past 80 years i gotta tell you uh, yeah well i so, was that the biggest beatdown in 80 years or something is that what you meant yeah, like 90 years. Like United okay. hasn't lost by seven goals since like 1930 or something. So 80 or 90 years since that's happened. But anyways, I mean, like it, 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 it was, I mean, the highlights I saw, right? Like, it, you know, I, I went back and rewatched the game, obviously. But, you know, it was like a back and forth game. And then I don't know, man, it was like it was yakety sacks for United in the second half. Like they couldn't clear the ball. Every single thing that they did got punished, you know, uh, Lisandro was turning around like a top and you know Liverpool just pun I think we had eight shots on goal and we scored seven like we literally punished you every single time we shot the ball and it's just one of those games right like that I mean it happens it sucks for you that it happened at Anfield it sucks that I'm it glad it, in the middle I'm of glad it happened at season. Anfield right yeah I would have been I'd better. rather it happen at Anfield right oh, God. but but um you know it was just like sometimes like shit like that happens you know like every once in a while you lose 6-1 at home to tottenham at old trafford i mean right i mean every once in a while at least at least liverpool didn't have a cheating cunt on its team at the time oh you love lamella no hey hey florida florida state got drubbed 30 to nothing by wake forest at home in the Bobby Bowden era. no why are you why are you doing that man like, I'm reinforcing. He just wants Skip's to hurt point. us all. He wants to hurt. I us was all. at that oh, game. No, no. I was. I was soaked. <laughs> like half of our four listeners game. are devastated now. Half of our four listeners. Hey, you Brandon. got into that Wake Forest game with your senior discount, right? <laughs> well, early bird special. No, no, that that's Brandon who's got the early bird special. Mm-hmm. So, hey, I Brandon. A, I was an undergrad when that happened. So, yeah, I was wasn't that old. <laughs> Hey, Brandon, fuck you. We're recording a podcast. I'm going to talk all this shit again on the Twitter account. You happy? Dude, Skip, no. uh, Skip, you got me so mad last time you tweeted at me. I, blo- I blocked you. I blocked the pod Twitter account. Have you, have you, you said blocked us? No. Mm. Fair. So Scott, I- said, Scott said something about how mad he was about uh, what was it, Par- Parashik and Sun or something being on the field at the same yeah. time, and I just had to go back and find something where he's like, <laughs> Parashik is the greatest thing known well, to man. Well, Conte, Conte should be tried for war crimes for the amount of games he's played Parasic. He's old. <laughs> he's fucking, he needs a walker. <laughs> All right, Jen, uh, what are your what are your thoughts on the game? Well, I I did watch the game. And the um, well, you're a real based, fan, Jen. So, <laughs> fair. Um, based on recent form, um, I was honestly really excited. We got out of the first half, you know what I mean, with it close because I, you know, we've had some some kind of dismal moments, um, <laughs> with our midfield, it, you know, just not being what? what it needs to be, which throws the whole thing out of whack. Um, at times, our defense has has not been as stalwart as it has been in the past. Um, so the fact that we nicked a goal, kind of like right going into halftime, I was like, okay, okay, right. And I've, I, you know, I've, I know I told Charles, like, I honestly didn't feel like completely safe till about goal like four or five. Like it, it took for me to be like, 
holy shit, this is going to happen. And then it kept happening and happening. You know what I mean? And then it, the, finally, you know, and when Bobby got his, that was just, that was amazing. For oh, him. we let Big Teeth score? That's when you know you're down bad. Oh, <laughs> you let well, Bobby, Gakpo, and Nunez score. Oh, I knew it. Well, I, I, yeah, mean, I, I saw the other, one, the other ones. I didn't see Big Teeth score. So, yeah, Bobby so I turned it off at- I turned it off after four. I, I yeah, was, I turned I was it off. After so the time you turned down. it off is about when I was like, "Oh, praise yeah. Jesus! Okay, this is going to yeah. happen." Um, so it was. I mean, it was kind of cool. It was the last, the last, you know, game I got to watch with my dad. So that was that was kind of cool. Um, but, you know, definitely not the way you kind of think the world's going to kind of work out. But um, no, I mean, like, I think it'll be ultimately we've gotten to see how Manchester United responded. You know, and the fact that he was able to hopefully use all of that as teaching points. And I am interested to see, obviously, some of it we won't know, but the lessons he learned about, like, who gave up, who just, uh, you know, who who decided uh, like halfway through the second half, like, you know, uh, like, I understand we still have, like, 20 minutes left. I'm just going to walk. Um, the and, entire you know, Manchester United starting 11 gave up. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think everybody mm-hmm. did, but there's definitely some people. I mean, like I'm, I'm surprised if Bruno Fernandez is the captain next year. I will be shocked because he just did not comport. Like he didn't act like a captain in my mind should. But should regardless, McGuire, honestly, and tell me Bruno didn't act with honor. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> Bruno to Yeah, hundred percent did not. No, you know, I don't I you know what he fit with what they're doing at Burnley now, but um so <laughs> maybe. Um but I you know, like I think it's one of those things like if you took the second half of our Real Madrid game, you know what I mean, and Manchester United's second half against us, you know what I mean? There's there's definitely some parallels. And it's it's cool to see that both teams have been able to respond in kind, but it'll be ultimately, you know, two or three games from now where we'll actually be able to look back and see if they're really turning points. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, after next week you'll have full attention on uh, domestic league, so you'll be fine. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Mm-mm. I thought you guys started not not to get too much Liverpool talk. I thought you started well against Madrid, honestly. Oh yeah. No, yeah, and then I mean, and and then they hit us, and we we're like, "Oh, well, we're we're Liverpool of shit," and we started playing like Liverpool of old and fell apart. Well, yeah, see, those special nights at Anfield didn't show up. They didn't come out of the it, locker room. But so. it's it's the parallels of giving up a goal like shortly after halftime. You know what I mean? That just seems to like take the legs out from right underneath you. And I think like we did it against Real and then, you know, United did it against us. Like it was, it was that second goal that was kind of spirit breaking, I guess, in some ways. I loved it. I was really hoping United would win. Honestly, I was pretty sad. Oh, I didn't love the seven. I could give two shits about that. I was talking about the Madrid game. Oh, yeah. The Madrid game is poetry. Thanks Thanks, guys. Thanks. Anyways, we'll see if, uh, you know, I thought it was interesting that they didn't start. Um, I can't pronounce his name. Shocking. Bajajic, B-E-G-A. Yeah, that kid. You know, I thought it was interesting. Like, they didn't start him because United would have run him over. He wasn't ready for that level of play. But he did play against Real. So, you know, 
there's something to to think about with you know having an experienced midfield in there. But you know, mm-hmm. speaking of turnover, I mean, we're gonna have to turn over our whole midfield next year. I mean, ever like half half of it know. is gone. Yeah, no, you will because Oxley Chamberlain's gone, kata has gone, Milner's gonna retire. neither one of them, but neither like neither Ox nor Kata play a whole bunch, so it's yeah. not like we're out a whole bunch. And I well, think personally, Hender- Henderson's thirty going on forty five. Right. So right. So you're going to need two or three. You're going to need to buy at least two or three midfielders next year. You have to. I I would say probably two. But or maybe one. Okay. Maybe zero. Maybe zero. Mason Mountain I mean, Jude. Mason Mountain. Have you Jude seen Bell, how yeah. how the Red Sox have been spending money lately? <laughs> Did you see that we just got a ten million pound deal with Expedia for our uh, arm patch? So that'll pay for uh, half a half a nothing. Well, so that'll, that'll go to the. <laughs> To the baseball team <laughs> yeah yeah all right uh i'm gonna i'm gonna put in two thoughts and that's it about the game um first and foremost i i'm most thankful that realistically this game didn't mean anything beyond the three points yeah it, it, we the if we win we still only have an outside shot at the at the league title but even that was a pipe dream. So whatever. It wasn't for a cup. It wasn't for a championship. It wasn't for any of that kind of stuff. So, um, and, and it was at Anfield. We didn't get beat 7-0 at home. Uh, so I'm thankful that it happened at the right time, if there is ever a right time. Secondly, I still think United are a better team. The first half was a an extremely competitive match, and mm-hmm. that that score at halftime could have been one zero either way, or could have been one one. Realistically, mm-hmm. the second half was dog shit from United, absolute utter dog shit. And Ten Hag is uh, he's also one of my favorite managers right now because he came out and he said it was unacceptable. It's mm-hmm. not how you, this is not our standard. This is not okay. And I think he's the first manager to say that and not throw players under the bus or throw something else under the bus and simply say, this is not what level we're at and what we what we need to be at and all that great stuff. And um, yeah, so yes, it sucks. But this was actually one that was a whole lot easier for me to, uh, to kind of put behind me and, and move forward. And I just remind myself that United still have two more trophies we can go win realistically. And I hope we do it. I really do. I think we have the team to be able to go and win at least one more, if not both of those. So that's it. Those are my thoughts. Cool. Moving on. Let's talk about uh, the games coming up this week. All right. We actually got some... I wouldn't say it's the the biggest matchups we've ever seen in the Premier League, but we've got some interesting ones. Uh, first and foremost, um, the the now Jekyll and Hyde Spurs going up against a uh, a semi Jekyll and Hyde Nottingham Forest, uh, and and against my better judgment, I'm gonna ask Scott what his thoughts are on this game. I think we see Ryan Mason in the dugout by the next match. The next match, we're gonna lose to Forest. What? No. How many goals does Jesse Lingard score on you guys? Um, it'll probably be an Eric Dyer own goal. One oh, no. Jesus. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, ouch. Hey, you know what will stop those? If you sign Harry Maguire in the summer. I actually wouldn't mind Harry Maguire depending on the system. Not even joking. He's a good transitional center back, that's for sure. Depends on the the way we play our our line with the next coach. Just so. get just get a fast enough center back next to him, and he's fine. Yeah. No, I, actually, I think we're going to beat Forrest just because that's the absolute uh, spursness that's going to happen. Like the fans are just ready for Conte to go, and if we lose, he'll go, which means we won't lose um, because just whatever the fans want just doesn't happen. So we'll mm-hmm. somehow find a way to win, and we'll probably look good. Maybe Sun will finally end up on the bench. He's been playing like ass. He, he, he I swear he's got nudes of Conte in a compromising position <laughs> or something because he refuses to take him out. Kulisevsky is one of our better players. He's been in a rough patch, but he's the only creator we've got besides Kane. He takes Kulisevsky out and leaves the corpse of, of Sun on the pitch playing like dog shit. Richarlison can barely get a game. And, and after the game, Richarlison says, this season's been shit. That's mm-hmm. literally what he said, and he started, he called Conte out for not for not playing him or explaining why he's playing him. So, where Charles will probably score a hat trick and start, um, and then we'll lose the next game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Nottingham Forest in the uh, in the January window signed uh, Liverpool legend John Joe Shelby uh, to come in and and dominate the midfield. So, I am. Uh, yeah, I think Nottingham is going to just collapse the rest of the season. You know, oh, you know what would be hilarious if uh, Serge Aurier scored the game winner. That, that would that would, that be, would be peak Tottenham. No, that would be poetry right there, true <laughs> and utter poetry. All I can imagine is John Joe and Romero going after each other, studs up, just like see who can hit <laughs> each other with the highest stud possible for a red card. You know what? You know what would be so. This is the scene that I'm picturing: Jesse Lingard gets played in sprints at the keeper fires a shot off the keeper's face Romero and Shelby studs up tackles trying to win <laughs> win the second ball destroy each other ball pops out Oyer hits a 45 yarder the, the into the back of the net I can see it everybody wins everybody wins the message chain will be epic if that's anywhere close. <laughs> I told you. All right. So speaking of uh, teams that are uh, possibly not surviving till next season, uh, Bournemouth play host to uh, Liverpool this weekend. So yeah, sure. given sure their bogey, bogey team it, here. Yeah. Say so given their, your history against them and also given what they did this past weekend against Arsenal, what are it's and it's at Bournemouth. What are we thinking, Jen? Well, they um they definitely have uh, probably some hurt feelings for the way that the Arsenal game played out, and so they um maybe have an axe to grind with the universe. Um, we've got to make sure that we bounce back, or not bounce back, but like you know what I mean. Continue to to I guess. Yeah, Keep last week puddle. was rough for you guys. I hope you bounce back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I hope you bounce so, back to shit. Thanks. Okay. Um uh, no, I think I think we'll win, but I I think it'll be one of those things where there's still scary moments. But I think the fluidity of the front three now, maybe they'll, you know, Mo will have maybe captured a little bit more of a spark and feel like things are clicking a little bit better. So I, I think ultimately we'll win, but it may not be as 
um, fluid and pretty as we want it to be. Did you did you say they were our bogey band? You've lost them way more than you should. Yes, we beat them nine fucking nothing earlier this year. And and what about the past five years? How many times have you lost to Bournemouth? It's more than zero. Nine nothing. Nine. That's more than we scored against United. We lost it to them in 2016. That is seven years ago. Yeah, uh, you know, math major here. Anyways, yeah, I don't know. They'll, they'll probably rest some people. We'll probably score like five goals, win five to one or something. Uh, Bournemouth? Against Bournemouth, yes. We will score five goals. Oh. I don't know. 5-1. Liverpool. No, I want another clean sheet. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? You're getting greedy with a 5-1? Liverpool is so back, baby. I'm I'm sorry. We went, went from 10th in the table to now being pissed at a 5-1. Liverpool's back. We're back, baby. Klopp's, well, Klopp's, I was... got the, Klopp's got the front three mojo going again. Teams are scared of that attack. Please you just got three you games. just got dicked 5-2, and then you win a game, and now and now the, the front Scott. three's clicking. The defense is back. Beat Bournemouth was... 9-0 like six years ago. We're back, baby. Nunez was... isn't a donkey. It, Mosala's also not been shit all season anymore. You, you guys are back. He scored like twenty goals, bro. Like he's he might not okay. look impressive doing it. Five to one, Scott. I don't. I'm not quite so bullish on the score. The score line. I mean, I said we'd win, but geez, okay. We're back. So anyway, uh, by the way, games? by the way, Liverpool's <laughs> Liverpool's next three games following the monster yeah. that is Bournemouth. Oh yeah, are. Are Madrid, City, City, and Chelsea, and Arsenal, and Arsenal at home. Oh, and Arsenal. Okay, yeah. So, but at least that one's at home. (laughs) One, one easy game, two hard games, and one game we're not going to win. We'll let you decide. Is Chelsea the easy game? Yeah, I mean it's fucking Chelsea, but it's there. So, oh, this scored like five goals in six months. I think we're going to be okay. I'm uh. I'm wondering. I'm wondering on uh, uh, sorry, Tuesday, April eighteenth. Uh, what number is going to be next to Liverpool's name in the table? Four. The, dif- the the goal difference will be less than it is now. I can assure you. Fourth. Fourteenth. I was about to say with a one next to it. I mean, that's closer <laughs> to Chelsea's position than Liverpool's. Oh, Jesus, Kyle's catching strays. <laughs> Kyle's over he there on TikTok. Worried. He looks Hang super on. worried. Yeah, let's let's get let's get Kyle's attention. Let him know. <laughs> All right, Kyle. <laughs> I thought uh, we were just letting our special guest talk. Yeah, we are. We are. No, but now it's your turn. <laughs> you guys uh, are facing off against one of your, I think, your favorite teams to play. Uh, a team that you usually, honestly, I think Chelsea usually do quite well against Leicester. Uh, and as you mentioned, I I noted earlier this week that uh, Brendan Rodgers still has a job. So, Woo! yeah, defying all odds. Scott Parker has been fired three times since Dude, we first that... said that Brendan Rodgers should get fired. <laughs> that tweet from Fabrizio was so unintentionally was so savage. <laughs> 
I read that and I was like, holy shit, Fabrizio, oh that was god. not necessary. Yeah. Oh my god. What well, he did not have to say that he's <laughs> twice in two different countries. <laughs> and in twelve months. In twelve months. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, that was fantastic. But uh, yeah, yeah, so we're playing Leicester. Um it is at Leicester. We played them earlier in the season in Stanford Bridge. It was a I think that would have might have been one of the games when Tuchel was still here. <clears throat> um it was it's a nail August. biter then. Yeah, so yeah, so Tuchel was still here. It was a nail biter then because the team was just all over the shop. I think we ended up winning one nothing. It was a really close game. I two um two one. Two one? Okay. I knew there yeah. was I knew it was a differential one. I just couldn't remember. Yeah. Um I think I hope that the Chelsea team can use this past Tuesday as a springboard. Um, I told Scott, I don't know if I meant, I probably haven't mentioned this to anybody else because it's been a while since we recorded, but um, our last, or the, after the Tottenham game, which we did lose 2-0, the, the four league games that we had were Leeds, Leicester, Everton, Villa, before Liverpool. So those are 12 points. And I told Scott, bare minimum, we need to come out of those four games with at least 10 points because you you have to account for a fluke 1-0 loss where you're just you you look like the better team but you can't score especially with this Chelsea team um so far we've gotten three points from Leeds I'm hoping we can take another three points from Leicester this weekend um the midfield is starting to round into form I think Potter has found a formation that he's going to stick with because it's working right now the 3-4-3 with um Chilwell and um Reese on the wings and then the front three will probably remain the same with um Havertz, Sterling and oh god I'm blanking. Is it Modric? Is it that no uh... it wasn't it's not Modric right now. Felix, y'all Felix. Mm-hmm. Um and though that's been the line that was the lineup against Leeds, that was the lineup against Dortmund and Havertz and Yao Felix link up really well together. They have since Felix's first game against Fulham. Um, in that game, him and Havertz looked really, really well, and then he got a straight red for an attacker's tackle. So, um, and Leicester right now are just in such abysmal form. It wouldn't shock me if they got up for Chelsea because they always seem to play us really well. But for the first time in three months or should I say post-World Cup, because pre-World Cup we were playing fine for the most part. Um, I am feeling a slight tinge of optimism that we might be rounding somewhat of a corner. It doesn't look like it in the league table, and I know we have a long way to go there, but I'm just, you know, I'm with Scott the past couple of months. It's been really hard to watch Chelsea. I haven't missed the game. I won't ever miss a game. Um, but... You know, I don't, the past couple of months, I haven't gotten up to watch the game with any sort of excitement or expectation. Um, but given how we've played the past two games, there's a little bit of hope and a little bit of optimism. So we'll see how it goes. But um, yeah, should be fun. If we can get three points from them and then we play Everton at home, which is good. And then uh, we have to go to uh, Villa Park. But um just get three points this weekend and keep moving forward. So, yeah, honestly, the it's the perfect opportunity for Potter to 
kind of get the team rallied around his ideas. Um, if they lose to Leicester this weekend, it's going to be right back to the questions, right back to the uncertainty, right back to all the, the you know, the, the, the media narrative, more or less. Yeah. Yeah. But and pull it off. And, you know, all of a sudden now it's the, the you're on the climb. You're on you're on the uphill, uh, which is great. Florida State fans love the climb. We love the <laughs> climb around here. Love it. Love it. I, so, I hope Chelsea. I think I'm going to climb. <laughs> it's it's so it's funny you say that, Charles, because the last time we played Dortmund, so the first leg of the round of 16, we looked really, really good against them. Goal aside, you know, we did everything but put the ball in the back of the net, and Adiemi scored a really good solo goal. Take nothing away from him. The next two games, we looked flat. That was when we lost to Southampton, which you should not lose to Southampton, especially given their current form. And then we got beat 2-0 by Spurs. Mm Mm-hmm. So we've now played Dortmund again. We played them really well again. We've won this time. So I want to see them come out and impose their will on Leicester. Mm-hmm. It's an away game, but we are a better squad than Leicester. Typically, you cede possession to the home team, but that should not be the case against Leicester. And I don't think it will be. Enzo has been playing fantastic in the middle of the park. Kovacic, I pray to whatever God I, I need to to keep him healthy until Conte's fully fit. Because when Kovacic has played next to Enzo, the midfield has clicked really, really well. Um, that was the Leeds game and then this past uh, Tuesday against Dortmund. So we'll see. The, the best thing about it is it's not a 7.30 kickoff. It's the 10 True. o'clock kickoff. So True. It's more enjoyable when the, the game's a little bit later, for sure. It is, because, you know, especially, like, the past couple months, like I said, there was one, I woke up at 7.30 for one week at the 7.30 match, and it was like, why did I do this to myself? But, you know, right. I won't miss a Chelsea match, because I love watching Chelsea. You know, I'm not going to not watch them, but it's gotten to the point where I would watch it and just turn it off and be like, well, that's done, and go about my day. So. Skiff, are you having hand cramps or are you raising your hand to talk? No, I was just going to ask how uh, how former or how future uh, Liverpool midfielder Jude Bellingham looked in that game versus you, Kyle. Or um, so future. he looked he looked like he was the only one that gave a damn, uh, which was really really weird. Like Dortmund, obviously Dortmund came in with a one nil aggregate lead, so they were playing. I won't say they were playing timid, but the first 10 minutes, Chelsea were all over them. You know, Chelsea was attacking. They they did what I thought Spurs would do, which was attack the game from the outset. And, I thought that, huh? <clears throat> well, because you guys were down one. You know, we we both had similar aggregate scores. You know what I mean? Right. Like, we, we couldn't sit back. We didn't have a choice. Well, we could. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I thought Bellingham looked good. He he had a really good chance on goal that he sent wide. Um but uh, he looked at the end of the game. He just looked beleaguered because he was exhausted. I he was didn't notice him. Place. Like I, I watched that game, I didn't even notice him out there, except for the chase. He, he had one chance, you said, and there was another couple good touches he had in the box. But um, he he and then looked... he had a he, he had a really bad tack on Reese James. Oh, it was a terrible the the challenge. Game. I loved it. Um, but uh, I just I don't know. He 
he's he's a he's you can see he's got the talent. He's too good for the current midfield that he's in, because the rest of the Dortmund midfield when Julian Brandt isn't in there is just not up to snuff. So when he's uh, so, when he's in the lineup next to Tony Cruz next season, it it'll all show. Oh man, Tony Cruz pulling the strings and Jude Bellingham. Oh god, that's gonna be so sick. Yeah. Where is that going to be? Isn't oh. Cruz retiring? Oh, he wants no, to no. continue at Madrid. No. no, no. He's going to be playing alongside Milner and Henderson. It's his dream. Coach. They're going to Madrid too? <laughs> All of them. All that's, of them. Every, that's every young boy's dream to play and next Jude, to Milner and Jude, Henderson. Yeah, Jude Bellingham goes Milner. to bed at night counting his lucky stars. So he gets Milner's basically his dad's age mm-hmm. at this point. Milner yeah. and Milner's Milner. older than his dad. I'll make yeah. you a cuppa. <laughs> Their average age is still over 30. Bellingham's like 18. Yeah. Oh Lord. All right. So now we're going to move on to the probably the the two most competitive matchups. I would say of the weekend. Uh, first up, Crystal Palace hosts Man City. Uh, now on on most Ooh. weekends, and and most people would probably be like, "What are you talking about? Man City's going to dominate Palace." Palace has a thing for City. And, Palace did the double over him last year, didn't they? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and and it's at Palace. Yeah. And City are about as consistent as Liverpool's midfield. So we don't know what we're going to see this weekend, realistically. Uh, Man City did not play in the in the Champions League this week, so they've had a week off. Uh, look, lucky them. Look at the rest. And who knows? Who knows? I'm actually, this is the game that I'm, I'd say I'm most looking forward to watching. Um, I'm obviously hoping Palace comes through and dominates and you know we see a, a um that'd be fun summer's uh, park is a tricky place I, to go why am i forgetting his name patrick vera <laughs> yeah yeah master class oh, is that's zaha back or, is zaha back know. okay i don't know if he is back or not you, uh, you really but you really you really want city to lose right i mean we don't yeah. we want them to win so that arsenal no. don't win the premier league that's right no Yep. I mean, yes, that is the way. <laughs> yes, sorry. Skiff is on his rare occasion correct. Yeah, sorry. So, well, I, that would be the, you know, if if it couldn't be the team, like if it couldn't be your team, who would be the most City. palatable? City. Arsenal. United. Oh. Get out of here. Scott. Chelsea. <laughs> Scott. Scott. Like, if I mean, it couldn't I mean, be it. yours. Like who would who would be the most palatable like first well, place team? We're talking realistically. Yeah, like it. You know what I mean? Like you think it 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 <clears throat> could happen. What would suck the least? United. Ugh. Not for me. No. And Charles knows why. Yes. Well, I do know. Who why. would? Who? <laughs> yeah. I mean. Well, then you got to pick Hugo. somebody, Kyle. City. So, so it, and my reasoning is this: it's it's akin to Alabama winning the national championship, right? Nothing changes for Alabama. Right? Alabama is still going to recruit at a tremendous clip. They're still going to do dirty things. Alabama things, yeah. City is if City wins, it doesn't change anything for Pep. It doesn't change anything for City. Nothing. The status quo does not change. If United win, the status quo changes for them on their recent history and recent form. Not overall, because obviously you guys have won the league a yep. bunch of times. But in within the last five years, if you guys win the title, you are all of a sudden on a tremendous uptick. Mm-hmm. And if if the club gets sold, 
paired with you guys winning the league, that's the potential to create another monster. Whereas if City wins, and they're obviously not selling the team, it's just a ho-hum, City won the league. Who didn't expect that? So So City's my choice. uh, Yeah, I say Arsenal for similar reasons, but um, somewhat different. Um, I... I fully believe that Man City is going to suffer from the charges levied against mm-hmm. them with regard to their spending and um I want to believe all you of Charles. That. I I don't know when it's going to happen. My my hope is that it's next season. Um I, it may be longer than that. I'm just I'm hopeful. Mm-hmm. Cuz you know, hopes and prayers. Um <laughs> I I want indictments all over the place exactly. for all kinds exactly. of people. Yes, okay. I want us to finish above city so that i mean because i can't stand city fans and and listening to them and you know just we we beat them already manchester is currently red uh to to finish above them would be fantastic uh and then next season have them you know hammered with penalties possibly relegated all those great things would be just it would be glorious to me arsenal win the, the league whatever they've been obnoxious all season they'll continue to be obnoxious they don't have staying power. Nothing about what they've built tells me that they are a contender annually, that they are building a monster, as as Kyle put it. No, they're employing one in the midfield. Exactly. It <laughs> took me a second. I was like, wait. What, oh. what, I, what I would what what I think would happen is the epic collapse. And the fallout from the epic collapse would be glorious to watch. So you're thinking like like Lester, like Lester winning the 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 league league yes. that year, and then them getting yeah cherry pick. Okay, yeah, but Correct. see, but see, le- there's a difference there in that Lester. No one hate hated Lester, right? Right. <clears throat> Everyone was uh, enamored with Lester uh, winning the title, and you know. No, they, this, is, this is more about the quality of the drop. Like they, they will go from winning to yeah. finishing seventh. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but you know, it's it's the flags fly forever theory, mm-hmm. right? You know, yeah. Let's say they win the league and then they do have that drop. They can still say, yeah, we won the league. You know, in twenty twenty three, they've already won the league, so it's not you know. Yeah, whatever. but it's been it's been so long. It has been a long time. It has. It's been and I just long. wanted to continue. This is thirty years. This is twenty. This is twenty years for them. I think. Right, it's still a decade shorter <laughs> than we had to. Anyway, yeah, I hope you guys go another thirty years with that one. Personally, <laughs> I hope you get relegated, Kyle. <laughs> well, since you're a special guest, I don't give a shit what you think. <laughs> I can't wait for you to sign Neymar next off season. So, no, well, we fun. know he won't be playing during March. So, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, all right. Speaking of Arsenal, and moving on to our our second of uh, my picks for competitive games this weekend, Fulham host Arsenal. This is an extremely compelling game, in my opinion, because once again, Arsenal have to go face somebody that they uh, should should beat. Question mark. But it's also a London. It's a cross. The Derby. Yeah. And I mean, Fulham have beyond exceeded expectations already this season. Yes, they have. And it's at Craven Cottage. Yep, it's at Craven Cottage. Uh, Fulham are sitting in seventh currently with a goal differential of plus four. Who is Fulham scoring more goals than its opponents? 
insanity absolute insanity so uh fulham fighting for a european spot when's the last time you heard that um clint, uh, clint dempsey days <laughs> i'll say brian, brian mcbride brian. days yeah like it, and it was that it's one been a minute. <laughs> it's been a minute it has been a minute so fulham have something to fight for fulham actually have a decent squad of players that are willing to play together mm-hmm. which is what their strength is um, yeah. they're, they're not a European contender in my, in my honest opinion. They're not that good, uh, but they are good enough to frustrate a team like Arsenal. And after all of the crap after Arsenal, I mean, buzzer beater in the yeah. you know nine minutes after the buzzer, uh, last week against Bournemouth, a draw this, you know, in midweek against, uh, sporting CP, who knows, maybe, maybe Arsenal's tank is starting to run low as, as they were saying about Man United. It's been funny because ever since Jorginho moved to Arsenal, the results have been really wacky. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. It's just funny how that's coincided. Oh, you're like, eh. but Arsenal are going to drag Fulham. You think so? Like four 0 Yeah. Ooh, well, because boy. you want it to happen. Like it, it can I, at least that that always tends to happen to me. If I want something really bad to happen, that's exact the, the exact opposite happens. Mm. Yeah. So. I'd, honestly, I'd like it. I'd like a draw, just a draw, and then that way they both walk away with just one point. No, I'll, I'll take. I'll take the Fulham victory. I'll take the Fulham victory. You know who that'll put them on level on points with? Yes, but we'll be up on goal differential. That's fine. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> I can math. Thanks. I can math. Check in with Skiff. Check the math. Math checks out. Math checks out. All right, there we go. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Okay. Only because we've won two games by a combined 16 to 0 score. Fair enough. Fair enough. 16 of your 19 goal difference. <laughs> two games. However it happens, man. Whatever. That all counts the same. All right. So I have a I have a final game on the on the list here, but I'll I'll leave it up to you guys as to which one we cover. Uh both are meh games. Um Man United hosts Southampton. Uh, or West Ham host Villa. Oh, the battle of the claret and blue. Like, who picks that color scheme? Battle of the claret and blue. And they did it and twice. Battle, and battle to stay in the league. I hope West Ham lose, obviously. I hope the bubbles get popped and go down. Yeah, I hope the Dildo boys lose. You got to look Ham- up. Look up, look up their owners if you don't know what that what that's in reference to. <laughs> West Ham have escaped the relegation zone uh, for this week, but they are only two points clear of last place. Yeah, it's tight the bottom there. the bottom six are three points apart. That's how that's how tight it is in the uh, in the relegation race at the moment. Uh, Bournemouth on 21 points they're in last place and Leicester in 15th on 24 points I hope it's going to be seen Everton and West Ham Everton and West Ham that's all I want well three teams go down Skiff um, I don't don't care about the other one unless it's Chelsea if it's those two he'll take the two I mean, yeah. Bournemouth is going down, but so is uh, one of Everton or West Ham, and it's going to be glorious because both of them are moist. They both have moist stink all over them. 
It's great. I don't know, but Bournemouth could pull off the win this weekend and move themselves up to to be in level one. with Leicester. So five one. You think Bournemouth score five? Man, that's ambitious. I love it. I can't love wait! Her. Can't wait! Can't wait for Klopp to blame the humidity down in Bournemouth when the game ends one one. That's better than being on a professional. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think most of us. Uh, uh, I mean, most most of us think that West Ham is going to lose, and they should lose. Uh, I would not hate it, honestly. I, so I, Govilla, no is that the the pod? Yeah. Is, okay. Yeah, sure. Why not? Sure, why not? And we host Southampton, which means, um, I mean, God, they're in nineteenth right now. They, yeah, who fucking loses to Southampton? Don't know. Losers. That's right, <laughs> fucking losers. <laughs> Who wakes up at seven thirty to watch that happen? No Uh, idea. No clue. I don't wake up at seven thirty for anything. Not even work. Hmm. (laughs) I wish I hadn't. Trust me. Well, City lost to them back in January. City's also like thirty points ahead of us. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm trying, Kyle. Sorry. Mm I'm gonna need you to try harder. Just like Chelsea's team. They are trying harder now. <laughs> Two wins in a row, dude. When you lose the Spurs and you just you gotta look at yourself in the mirror. <laughs> that's what it was. It was because I think that's like the ninth time in sixty two tries that you guys have beaten us. Eight. Was it eight? Yeah, okay. No. Yeah. Fair enough. So fair enough. <laughs> All right. That concludes our uh, preview for this weekend's games. Uh, and at, at the moment, since Eric was unable to join us tonight for this recording, uh, I'm going to kick it over to Kyle, who's uh, stepping in on our what in the world of football. So, Kyle, what you got for us? Yeah, we're going to talk about aphrodisiacs and football. No, I'm just joking. We're not going <laughs> to talk about that at all. Um, so uh, Charles actually assisted me with this because he hit me with this 10 minutes before the show started. <laughs> <laughs> It was like eight minutes. Give it. Come pop, on now. Um, pop, pop quiz by the professor. <laughs> so the Women's World Cup is coming up this summer um, in Australia, and which is going to be a massive event. By the way, they've already. I think they've already sold out a lot of the tickets. Um, and one of the perennial favorites is the French national team, and we've all this. Everyone on this pod has watched some. Uh, international tournaments, whether it be the women's Euros or like the She Believes Cup or the World Cup itself, you know, you know, France has a tremendous squad, and they have their captain. I think her last name is either Denard or Renard. You know, she's the she's a huge. She's a very tall center back. She's always got uh, the big afro. She just scores goals. Well, she was going to essentially sit out the World Cup basically because she doesn't like the way the France Footballing Federation and the head coach is running the program. Well, it looks like the head coach is out of a job as a result of France football's investigation and decision. So it'll be interesting to see if the French players that are, quote-unquote, taking time off or reevaluating whether or not they want to continue suddenly come back into the fold. Mm-hmm. Because that is a big, that is a powerhouse team to lose your captain. You know, she, I think she's the captain at her club side too. I think she plays for Lyon. Mm-hmm. 
um, you know, she's, she's a tremendous footballer and that is a huge piece and a huge loss for them because she's, you know, she's a do it all center back. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, but um, there's never a time where there's not some footballing controversy going on with (laughs) France football players or the French league or the French footballing federation. You know, it's always a a wild ride over there in France. So the French or the French police. True. Or the French workers unionizing and rioting and yeah. winning stuff. You know, France is yeah. all gas, no brakes. <laughs> Viva la resistance. That's right. That's right. And uh, just to add on to that as well, um, because I mean, it is a it is a World Cup year. Like uh, Kyle mentioned, the Women's World Cup happens this year, which is awesome. Um, the Canadian women have been basically protesting the way in which the canadian federation uh, they've been handles. lighting that federation up <clears throat> basically um and they so they've been trying to negotiate with canadian federation to get a a cba similar to what the united states women were able to achieve with with u.s soccer uh which was a, a historic cba honestly that they uh, were able to sign on to um and today just this evening uh canada soccer decided to go ahead and leak all of the details of this negotiation to the public. That's always a good move. That's a great works move. Works well. That's, oh, it always works well. Never backfires on the leakers. Spicy well, things coming out of Canada, which is, you know, super is known for its spiciness. And, uh, yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see the, um, I know at the She Believes Cup last month, they uh, a lot of the a lot of the players were wearing um, purple their tape gear ins- and their gear inside out. They wouldn't yeah. show. Uh, but I was like the, the other gear. the other national yeah. teams were wearing purple yeah. tape yeah. to in support of the Canadian girls yeah. and their and their quest. And so it's it's funny because Canada and the U.S. up until recently for Canada and for a long time in the U.S. the women's teams have been the powerhouse. You know the mm-hmm. teams that get shit comparatively, done, you know? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The Canadian men's national team just made their first World Cup. Mm-hmm. You know, the U. We know all about the U.S. men's national team's trials and tribulations with just getting to a World Cup, and then performing in the World Cup. And the U.S. women, all they do is go out and win the Olympics, and win the World Cup, and then win the Olympics, and then win the World Cup. You know, they're constantly in the top three of the world. Canada's women's national team. You've got um, Christine Sinclair, who's one of the uh, Legends, highest goal-scoring <laughs> soccer players ever, and you know they have to fight for equal compensation when they've been carrying those federations on their backs for decades. It's it's fucking pathetic. Yep. Well, I I would like to say that I'm I'm very pleased that my salary for this is you know comparable to what you guys are getting paid. So That's what I'm you glad think. That, I'm glad that our our podcast is is equal. Jen you're, get, Jen, you're getting paid more than I am. Oh, Charles actually then. has to pay us to yeah. just do this. Yeah. So, I don't know, it's not enough. It's a great I deal. Know, is... I, I don't know what Charles is talking about. I got a great deal for tonight's episode. I got to talk to no, my friends. We'll talk no, like, about that later. No, like Let's seven to, up. Don't tell people. No, no. Mm. You ran <laughs> all out of those. I mean, I will never run out of those for the entirety of my life unless we get beat 7-0. So, no. I will not and run then out And then it'll kick out 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 8, 9, 10, 11. Just, the number doesn't exist anymore. But I will mm. not 
I will not block people on Twitter for being bitches. So just as an FYI to all who are listening. Wow, he's not going to hear this, so it's okay. No, it's okay. <laughs> all right. Happy note ending. There we go. <laughs> anyway, uh, I do one final comment with regard to the, the what in the world of football. It is the thing that I think is that I'm happiest about is that these women, finally, they speak up and they're being heard and action is actually taking place. Uh, even 15 years ago, uh, they, when they held, when I believe when it was Canada that hosted the world cup, uh, and they were playing the women, the, the women's world cup and they were playing the, the games on AstroTurf and women protested and FIFA said, we don't care. We're not moving it. We're not changing it. They will never play a men's world cup on AstroTurf, by the way. Mm-hmm. And and they they didn't care about the women uh, enough. Oh, and now, I would I would I wouldn't say that because the, they're going to be hosting games in Atlanta and Atlanta's turf. It's not astroturf though, right? It's a. Uh, it can be replaced then, with real grass. Yeah, that's at least so. I'm pretty sure it's turf. Ninety five percent sure. But, but isn't it, it wasn't the entirety like of carpet? it wasn't the entirety of the World Cup like it was in Canada. So right, I mean that that World Cup was played in like your elementary school gym that was carpet. Right. Yeah, and then like, it was in the summer, and it was extremely hot, and the turf was just uh, <clears throat> unplayable. Right. It was terrible. So, but yeah, yeah. So it's good to see. It's good to see that these women can speak up and actually be heard, and and you know, get results from from their their grievances, which are valid and legitimate. It'll be so. it's so it'll be interesting to see. So Australia's in the southern hemisphere, right? Correct. So their their seasons are flip flopped a little bit. So it might not be. I don't know how hot or how bad it'll be in the summer. Should be quite nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wonder what be a time nice those games will be. Early morning. Oh my God. They would yeah. be yeah. similar similar to when they had the Korea Japan World Cup and yeah, was it two thousand two? Yeah. Yeah. So more like that. Yeah. So. Luckily, though, the games, I mean, the tournament starts, I want to say, late July and then goes to, you know, mid to late August. So I'll be able to wake up. I'll have no problem. I'll catch the replays. The rest of you with real jobs. Whatever. I mean, I I work from home, so. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. All right, so that concludes uh, this episode of the Five at the Back podcast. Uh, honestly, it's been great getting back at it and, and chatting about all these games. Uh, hopefully, the next time we get on, it won't be after a uh, debilitating loss. And uh, and I think everybody knows what that means. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to the next one. Thank you, everybody, for uh, for tuning in, and we will see you all next time.